Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the All Things New podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode. I hope that you've had a good week. And to my Americans, I hope that you had a great Independence Day. And same for any of my Canadian listeners who are tuned in. Happy Canada Day as well, which um, Canada Day is a few days before Independence Day in the United States. So anyways, lots has happened um, this past week, lots of independence and celebrations. So I hope that y'all have had a wonderful week. And once again, thanks so much for tuning in for today's episode. Today's episode is titled, um, God Looks at Your Heart, Not Your Words. And this concept, this idea, can be sometimes really hard for us to come to grips with because as people, we tend to look at people's accomplishments and we judge them based on those. But that's not how God works. Um, I have a couple of scriptures, actually a lot of them, to read, which is great because the Bible just really um, talks about these points quite frequently, and I think they're so important. The first scripture I'd like to read is 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 7 and this is the latter part of this scripture um and it says for the lord does not see as man sees for man looks at the outward appearance but the lord looks at the heart and this is so this whole thing the fact that god looks at the heart is so backwards to us because we as people are so quick to judge others um and even judge ourselves based on what we have or haven't done or what we do or don't have or who we are or who we aren't associated with. But God is so different. He does not think how we think. And Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. This can be applied to so many things in our lives, but God does not think like us, right? He thinks in, in is so much more like a, a bigger picture. Um, he looks at our hearts opposed to what we do, and he doesn't think like we do. And it's just such a different perspective. But I'm so grateful for that because I know that um, I'm not going to be harshly judged based on how many things I do or how many boxes I check. But it's my heart position that the Lord is looking at primarily and first. And of course, there are works that can be done that should be done. But we are not, um, we're not required to do a certain amount of things for God in order to be loved by God. And I think that is so beautiful and so wonderful and important for us to remind ourselves. Your accomplishments, or the lack thereof, don't attract nor deter God. Like what you do or you haven't done, it doesn't cause God to love you more. It doesn't cause God to want to remove himself from you. His love is unconditional, and it has nothing to do with your accomplishments and everything to do with his goodness. 1 John 4, verse 10 says, In this love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. This passage is very often quoted, but it's like, we love because he first loved us. It's not anything we did. We didn't initiate this love, but God initiated it for us. And he initiated this love before we chose him. Before you chose Jesus, he chose you. He decided to love you and die for you. 
and he he chose to give you freedom if you would accept it if you would ask for that freedom for that goodness and so knowing this knowing that god chose you before you chose him knowing that before you came to god you weren't doing things for the lord you weren't loving him you weren't living your life the way you should and this doesn't mean you were acting crazy or wild it could just mean you were you had an idol or you were you know prioritizing something over god but regardless the fact is god loved you even when you did nothing for him even when you didn't work or do ministry for the lord in his name before you ever witnessed to someone before you even you know actually started pursuing a relationship with jesus he already chose you and he already loved you and it had nothing to do with your works nothing to do with what you do but everything to do with how good god is i'd also like to read ephesians chapter 2 verses 4 through 10 and they say but god who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive together with christ by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This again is another very commonly quoted passage, and you know, with good reason because it's it's incredible. But I love how it says, "By grace you have been saved through faith, and not that of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast." We're not saved because of what we do. We're not saved because we do a certain amount of ritual or because we say a prayer a certain amount of times or because we do a certain thing. It's not by our works because we can begin to boast. We can begin to say, oh, I prayed this many prayers. Oh, I prayed for an hour. Oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. And we can start to boast about what we do for God. And this passage really reminds us, it is not by your works that you've been saved, but it's by the grace of God. You've been saved by grace, through faith, through faith, by grace. And it also talks about how um, there are also good works, though, as well, that we should be doing. And of course, there are works that we should do. It's not just like we just do nothing for God. Um, but we're not defined by what we do for God. But there are things that we should do for God, but coming from a good place and coming from a good place in our hearts. The last part of this scripture that I previously read says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. There are really, really beautiful, wonderful things that the Lord has for us to do, but we need to realize that 
these things are not done because we feel like we will earn God's love, but they're done because we love the Lord and because it's just in our hearts we have this desire to love and serve and just do things for him to contribute to the kingdom of God. And we want to serve because we have a passion for loving people and because the Lord has placed that passion within our hearts. It's not serving because it's obligatory. It's serving out of, out of desire, out of that desire to love and serve that only comes from the Holy Spirit. And just to add a little thing onto that. So the scripture talks about good works and sometimes we, you know, there can be works that you do that are really awesome and really good and really beautiful. But if our heart position is not in the right place, what's the point, right? If, if we're doing good things for God, but we have bad attitudes or we're doing it because we feel like it's obligatory or we feel like we'll get more brownie points with Jesus because we're doing all these things, that's not how this works. You're saved by grace through faith. And these works will be a result of your salvation, a result of your relationship with the Lord. You won't do these things because you feel like you have to. You'll do it because you love the Lord so much that you would just do anything to serve and love him and to share his love with other people. The next passage that I'd like to read comes from Galatians chapter 2, and I'm going to read two scriptures. Um, I'm going to read verse 16 and also verse 21. Verse 16 says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. And then verse 21 says, I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. There's so much to unpack with these two scriptures, but essentially it's saying that like we're not like justified by our works but by faith right and and by the works of the law no flesh shall be justified like you can't be justified because of a list of things that you do because of rules because of ideas because of these things that you check a box on because you fit into this box because you fit into this mold or because you have certain rules that you follow that's not what justifies you but the grace of god the goodness of God is what justifies you. And then verse 21 talks about how, you know, of course it says, I don't set aside the grace of God. Then it says, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. If our righteousness is, if, if our righteousness comes from rules, if it comes from things that we have to follow, boxes that we have to check, then Christ died in vain. And he died for nothing. If, if righteousness comes from following rules, from doing works, from, you know, working in this ministry, that ministry, and of course, these things are not bad, right? It's not bad to work in ministry and do things for the Lord, but that is not what saves you. That is not what saves you. Who saves you is Jesus and his grace and his love for you. It's not, once again, it's not by your works. You're saved by grace through faith, not by your works that we should boast. And of course, yes, we should back our words with actions, right? We, we shouldn't just say, I love God, and then do nothing about it, right? But it's important to serve and love and give to others, um, but it's also so important to remember 
that you don't have a quota for things you have to do for God. You don't have to complete a checklist. You don't have to do this and that and then move on to this and that. You just, you know, realize and know that your worth does not come from what you do or don't do, but you already have worth because Christ died for you before you chose him. While you were yet, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He died for the ungodly. He even died for people who will never choose him, but he still did it. He still did it. Jesus didn't save you because you're capable or good at what you do. Or, you know, he didn't save you because you can do so many things, but he saved you because of his unconditional love for you. And he saved you by his grace and his mercy. And so, especially if you go to church, we, you know, and you're involved in ministry, you do things, right? You're always busy doing this and that. I'm involved in several ministries in my church, and there are some times when I'm just like busy running around from this ministry and that ministry. And I love serving. I really do. And and I think that I've really fallen in love with, with serving and just giving. I felt like this year has been a year where I felt so full and I just want to give in so many ways. But if I were coming from the perspective of, all right, I have to gain God's approval. I have to gain, you know, I have to get him to like me more by doing this and this and that. I would be miserable. I'd be so miserable because first of all, I'd have so much pressure on myself thinking I'd have to be perfect and do this and that. Then I'd have the pressure of, you know, do I do this right? Am I checking all the boxes? Did I follow all the steps correctly? That's not what this is about at all. And I'm so grateful because it would be so hard to have to live this life and have pressure of having to do so many things and doing this, doing that checking boxes, doing things correctly in the right order, right? That's not what this is about. We have been saved by grace through faith. We are saved by grace because of the goodness and grace of God. But from that place, from that redemptive place, that place of being saved and loved and redeemed, the Lord puts in our hearts the desire to love and serve others as he loved and served as he was on this earth. He said he came to seek and save those who were lost, and he came to serve, to serve and to love and to give. And so it's so easy for us to get into the mindset of, oh, I have to do this and that. I have to sign up for this ministry, that ministry. And I even am guilty of the same thing because sometimes I feel like, oh, I should be doing more. I could do more. I need to do more. But it's like, you have to remember, first of all, like don't, you know, wear yourself out, but also remember that, you know, it doesn't matter if you are involved in six ministries or one. <laughs> It's your heart position that matters. And and you have to remember, it's by grace through faith you've been saved. It's not by how many things you do or don't do. And and your accomplishments, your your involvement in ministry and community, that does not define your worth. That does not define your worth. You you already your worth was already defined. You've already been bought. You were bought with a price. Jesus Christ gave his life for you so that you may walk in freedom and to have a relationship with him and be free from the bondage of sin and to love and serve without pressure and to not have to check boxes like we have to do in every other arena in life, right? For work, you have to check boxes and for school, we have to check boxes. We have to meet quotas, but not with Jesus. You don't have to meet a quota with God because he loves you 
unconditionally, no matter what you do, no matter what you don't do. He loves you and he always will. And he sees your heart. He doesn't see all the things. Of course, he sees the things you do, but he's not defining you by all the things that you do. And I'm so grateful that he sees my heart, that he knows my heart. And, you know, it reminds me like, I have to remind myself of this all the time because sometimes I can be really hard on myself and I can just get kind of, I can psych myself out. Um, but it's so important to remember that like God sees your heart. He sees you if you're trying, if you're trying, like sometimes that's all that matters is if you're trying your best, if you really want that, what, you know, to pursue the Lord and you're trying. And sometimes, you know, we have a difficult time with things like that, but God sees if you're trying. He sees that in your heart. And he's not looking back like, oh man, they didn't do this and that this week. Oh man, like, look at this person. How could how come this person did that and so and so didn't, right? He's not looking back at us like that. If you're trying, if your heart's in the right place, God sees you. He sees that. And it's okay if you are not like, if you're not doing a bunch of things all the time. This also reminds me of um this the story of Mary and Martha in the Gospels, um, Mary chooses to sit at the feet of Jesus while Martha is ready doing, you know, she's busy doing things, which are good things. She's getting her house prepared for Jesus and his disciples. I can imagine because I, I work in the house and, and in the kitchen all the time. So I, I, I can see myself in her shoes. I imagine that she's cleaning the dishes, getting the food ready, cleaning the kitchen, all these things, right? Setting the table. Um, and these things that she's doing are good and she should be doing it right. But it's kind of like the timing's not great because Jesus Christ himself is in her home. And while Martha's doing good things, she is not really coming from the right place. And she sees Mary and Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus, learning from him, absorbing his words. And Martha comes in. She's like, hey, like, Jesus, like, can you tell Mary to help me? Because, like, I'm doing all this by myself. Uh, she's just chilling, right? And the Lord's like, she she knows what's most important she has chosen well and she she has chosen the good thing i can't remember exactly what this passage says but she she chose to sit at my feet i'm here in this moment she's choosing to come sit with me and absorb my words and learn from me and while what you're doing is good you need to like get your head in the right space like it's not about all the things you're doing and having everything perfect, but it's about, let me just l learn from Jesus. Let me meet with him. Let me just absorb his words and sit at his feet. At the end of the day, it's not about all of the works that you do, the things you accomplish, the things you don't accomplish, the boxes that you check or don't check. It's ultimately about your relationship with the Lord and your heart position and that heart that is after the heart of God. And of course, works and things like that will result out of that, but you shouldn't come to the, come to just thinking that your relationship with the Lord is like, okay, I got to do this and that. It's like, okay, let me sit with him. Let me learn from him, know him. And from that heart position, ultimately will come the desire and the spirit for servitude, to love and serve others, to do things for the kingdom of God. But know that whatever you do, that your relationship with God, your quote-unquote status, which doesn't exist with God, but you know your, who you are, your worth, your value does not come from what you do. 
It comes from the fact that Jesus died for you while you were yet a sinner. While you were in the midst of your sin, he still died for you. And he loves you, and whatever you do, it won't affect his love for you. And that is so wonderful and so beautiful. So, yes, do things. Serve, love, get involved in a ministry. Do things for the Lord. That's so important and so wonderful, but it's important to come from the mindset of, okay, I'm doing this because I love the Lord, and it's a joy. It's an honor to be able to serve God. And I'm not doing this because I want to gain his approval. I'm doing this because I love him and because I just, it just, it's just a desire out of your heart. It's kind of hard to explain, but we shouldn't be doing things because we feel like it's necessary to have a good relationship with God or to increase, you know, his liking for us because he loves you the way he loves you. He always loves you. He loves you purely and perfectly, and it has nothing to do with your works and everything to do with his goodness, his grace, and his mercy. So that's the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that this episode was, um, not, I mean, enlightening, it could be, that would be great. Um, But I hope that it was encouraging and helped you in some sort of way, just to remind you that you don't have to check boxes. You don't have to do this, this, and that to be right with God. You are saved by grace. And he's so gracious and loving, and he doesn't want you to suffer and to burn out because of ministry, because sometimes you can overdo it. But I hope that this episode was um, encouraging and helpful in some way towards you. Um, If you know someone who could use this message, I encourage you to share it with them. Um, And yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I love you all so much. And yeah, thanks for listening. And I will talk to you all next Tuesday. Ciao.